0: Yes, sir. Thank you, Candy Beats, for the intro. Welcome back to the Bench Talk Podcast. Uh, we're a bit shorthanded today. We're playing a, a small ball lineup today. No Anthony. not The big guy's not here today. Uh, but I am here. I'm Christian, joined by Brady. What's up? And Ben. Howdy. You guys are a little bit richer this week. Uh, and we'll get to that later. But Aaron Rodgers did win MVP. You guys won that bet. We'll talk do it about, all on. Yeah, We'll, we'll get to it. Um if you is guys... it even
1: a bet if you knew you're gonna win?
0: No, there's no risk. It's a zero risk, it's an investment. There is definitely a lot of risk in that. Um we will get to that. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Also at Bench Talk Podcast is where you can find us on Instagram. Uh we will take questions from you guys weekly and we will answer it on the show. We got one today, which we will get to a bit later. Uh it's another question for Ben about soccer. You guys enjoyed that, apparently. Oh. So we'll get to it. Um, but.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like an encyclopedia for soccer. I know
0: everything. <laughs> Something like that. Um, no. Super Bowl was on Sunday, and although it wasn't a close game, I still enjoyed the game quite a bit. It's, it's a Super Bowl. You can't not enjoy it. Um, and we had some X factors going into the game. Oh, wait. The Bucks won. Just Tom Brady won. Seventh Super Bowl. Goat. Maybe on another day we have a conversation. Who's the goat of all goats? Ooh. It's a good idea.
1: I mean, our day, yeah, but I I could make a point for Brady already. It's just unbelievable. It's 43 now. He's won a other Super Bowl. Because... I've always been a Brady doubter, but doubt he's the best uh, football player of all time. Least best quarterback.
0: Well, he's definitely the best football player of all time, but is he the best? See the, word, the word "athlete" is. Not relative, but it's maybe a misused when it comes to Tom Brady because he's definitely not the best athlete. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the slightest. But uh, the goat term is certainly necessary, um, and he beat Mahomes, the baby goat. People are calling him. Now, the amount of times they mentioned Mahomes Brady, we talked about in the last episode, was definitely a lot, and Mahomes Brady was not able to have the special game we're used to. Unfortunately, he was running a lot. And overall, you know, what you, first of all, we didn't have you on uh, last week, and I want to know what your prediction was going into the game. And then your overall thoughts on the game. Well, yeah, I think
2: after the game, I saw a stat where Mahomes, I think he ran total yards around like 400 or something, that maybe even over that. So he definitely did not have any help from his O-line that game. Um, going into that game, I thought that the Chiefs would win the game, even with that Bucks pass rush, and just overall defense, the way they were playing the whole playoffs, but obviously that's not what happened, and Tom Brady, being the GOAT he is, won his seventh Super Bowl, and I don't know how I feel about that. It's been a Brady doubter along with Ben my whole
0: a whole football-watching career. So, Ben, we talked about our X-Factors last week, and uh, yours was the Bucks path rush. It certainly got to Mahomes. What was your... Uh, overall, you were satisfied with the X-Factor and overall your thoughts on the game and what they were able to do to Mahomes?
1: Uh, well, uh, I did have it as my X-Factor, but I definitely didn't think it would be as prominent as it was. It, we knew the chiefs o-line well knew that they were obviously lacking some players and it wouldn't be as effective as it usually is i don't think anyone could have predicted to the extent was because really didn't look like the chiefs ever had a chance in that game you were continuously waiting for a mahomes drive and the uh the run game to really get going it never happened uh it, it, they never were able to build up any momentum and that was all due to the bucks pass rush even though i took the chiefs as my uh my favorite or my prediction as the winner in that game uh i didn't know that this well if you listened into our last episode i didn't know that the the bucks defense was going to be uh, a tough challenge but I would never thought it would be to this extent
0: and my X Factor I want to praise myself on that was Leonard Fournette and he had a he had good game even Ronald Jones had a good game besides being stuffed on the line once they got Ronnie in there and he played well which is unbelievable I have a feud with Ronald Jones if you buy me a Ronald Jones jersey I will burn it I never <laughs> want to see that guy it's really that deep. Huh? I
1: mean, can you even get... Does anyone have a Ronald Jones jersey? I hope not. I guess there's some maybe Florida maybe,
2: fans that would have one. But... Maybe his mother or something. Like, that's the only <laughs> thing I could think of. That's, that's just a maybe. Yeah. She didn't even what want it. He huge, just gave it to her. That was
1: an amazing... <laughs> that was an amazing prediction with the Leonard Fournette prediction. When you really think about it, because... Oh, I... I thought he'd play okay, but nothing to the, he was running over people physical uh, getting up field quick, everything you could ask for him. I don't think we ever, I think this was his best game all year honestly.
2: He looked
0: good. You wouldn't know, Ben. <laughs> I,
1: I wouldn't. You know what? It was his best game all year. <laughs> so if there was a other game hey, I man. definitely would have played him at least once this season it's in fantasy saved, football, but no, was
0: the uh, best for last. And he did. That's yeah. Um, a lot of people really? did not think the referees had a good game. And there was uh the one call I'm trying to remember now. The Tyron Matthew, I believe it was like a hold or a PI against Mike Evans. But they called it on Matthew and I didn't think it was um I didn't think it was either. Yeah, we were all in the room together and I think we were all uh, on the same page. Brady go ahead. I think I think the argument was like
2: there, there was a little bit of contact, but it wasn't enough that it should have been called, especially in the Super Bowl with so much on the line.
1: And I've... This is exactly what happened, though. He, Mike Evans was... on his route. He started to... He ran into the end zone. He cut out to the right for an out route. And when he did that, Tyron Matthew ran forward to play him because... I mean, you have to be right on top of him in the end zone because obviously if you get the completion, it's a touchdown. So he went towards Mike Evans to try to stop that play, and then Mike Evans cut back for more of a post route. So on the double move, they collided, and I I didn't think it was Matthew's fault uh, or intentionally making any uh, contact. He was trying to play the... Wrote that Mike Evans had faked. So, I, and it wasn't like he held him, and the ball was overthrown. So, I really thought that was a weak call.
0: Overall, I think the referees. People are saying Tom won this game because the referees. There's always going to be people saying that about Tom. Oh, the, he won the game because of this. No, he he won the game because the O line was banged up and Mahomes running around. And and he's also Tom Brady. That defense
1: played fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. and yeah, the Bucks. about yeah, I guess deserved it. And Mike Evans ends the game with one yes. catch for 31 yards. He got penal- He got like fouled <laughs> probably four or five times. So I don't blame Mike yeah, Evans. It doesn't discredit the impact he had on that game, really. We talked about the defense. We talked about obviously Devin White and Shaq Barrett, among others. JPP with getting pressure, every single play. Um, The scary defense. Man. Yeah, Brady. The amount of times you've probably been confused. from People talking about Tom Brady and then they say your name. Um, uh, I just, I, I just assume.
2: Yeah. They talking about him now because you know, I'm close to him, but he's a, he's a little better than me, so. Maybe a I, I, bit. I,
1: yeah, matter just, the environment you can just be anywhere and you're no room. no we're it, talking it, about just, Tom Brady and
2: <laughs> in, ter- in terms of football
0: yeah. Any- anywhere else I'm above him that works <laughs> well in terms of football anywhere? and in terms of Brady Brady do you think Tom Brady is coming back I'm I'm almost certain he is
2: I think I saw I saw I saw a quote about him saying that they're gonna do it again or something something along the lines of that so I think he's definitely. Uh, I think he's definitely going to come back, but on the other hand, you could look at it like they just won the Super Bowl. He's feeling hot right now, and then come close to the season, he might think, "Oh, like my body can't do it," or that sort of deal. But I think he's coming back. This team is in a win-now form. As long as they get back, as long as they get back their formate or formations, their free agent players. I think so. What were you gonna say Ben?
1: I think Brady is the kind of player that honestly he's not gonna retire until he realizes he can't win anymore. And this year just proved that he's still a good enough quarterback to take a run at it. At Especially forty-three, how strong the team is. At forty-three next year he'll be forty-four.
0: I'm, I'm,
2: at
1: forty-four, he's still <laughs> going to competing for a Super Bowl.
0: No, exactly a lot of that might depend on um, his teammates, and they got some free agents at Bucks too. AB, Shaq Barrett, Gronk, Chris Godwin, Levante David, some veterans, and some uh, some real impact players. I'll, let, I'll throw it over to you, Ben, to start off. Take a pick out of any of those few players there. Which guys do you think are most important they bring back, and what guys do you think they could they could let walk and still be a successful team?
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of big names there. So I'm going to say Shaq Barrett and Levante David are the two most important to this team because it was the defense that got them as far as they did. And uh, Levante David is the uh, captain of that defense. He leads that defense. And even though they have Devin White, who did amazing in that Super Bowl game and throughout the playoffs if it's still the veteran who's been there and it's actually kind of the face of Buccaneers franchise right now, like I know they have Brady and all these guys, but if it's been here for the long haul and uh, the identity of the team, even when they're uh, losing, and Jack Barrett, what more can you say about the guy? He's one of the, one of the best pass rushers in the league, if not the best. So of course, he's vital to defensive success.
0: Offensively, Brady, you look at AB, Chris Godwin, Gronk. What are your overall thoughts on? Do they need to bring back a guy like Chris Godwin? He's I said this earlier, he's near elite. But they have Mike Evans. They could bring back AB Scotty Miller. I mean, he's Tom Brady's uh what? his buddy. Your thoughts on on that core there. Um, well, I'm just gonna like add on to what Ben was talking about how their defense was the
2: part of the team that got them there throughout the playoffs and If you look at like past years with Tom Brady, it's like he doesn't need the greatest receivers to succeed. He really doesn't like he has had good defenses and Like he does now so I I don't think he needs the greatest receivers, but obviously it's a big plus plus. Especially to have Chris Godwin, like you said, who's a near elite player. Um, as for AB, I don't know. Like, I, the thing
1: I for me is though with AB, I couldn't see him going to another team now. Yeah, it feels like he's come back because of Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. I could totally see uh, AB there again next season.
2: Yeah, it just all depends. Like I'm not, I'm not too sure on what their money situation is looking like. Like, is, does anyone know about it? Or
1: They're pretty tight against the cap. They're very, actually, I mean, how many free agents they have signed, they're pretty tight to the cap.
0: All right. Well, certainly, uh, I think we've talked about the Bucks enough. And the Chiefs, it was a slow start. Uh Scoring obviously, they didn't get started at any point. Mahomes no <laughs> passing touchdowns. Would you believe that if I told you that before the game, Ben, that Mahomes can have no passing touchdowns? Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are gonna be very quiet until the end of the game. Would, would you yep. would you believe that at all?
1: Uh, no. No matter what that defense was gonna to bring to the table you would have to think that there's going to be a passing touchdown in there and it was probably going to go to either Kelsey or Hill. And oh, all those receivers were quiet and their standards, of course.
2: I mean, and uh, l- look at the guy in the game. He, he almost threw a touchdown pass while falling down. Like, There's no way that going into that
0: game, if you would have told me that, I would have believed it. He had the one where he was—I'm pretty sure he was running backwards—sort of threw it up there and hit off Daryl Williams' hands. I believe it was. Should have caught that uh, one. There was the one. There was one at the back of the end zone where it was sort of a tough play for uh, Byron Pringle. Um, uh, he had a lot of action. He did in the game. He was actually only had one catch. He. But I feel like. He made a tackle on special teams.
2: He was returning. Hicks like the guy was everywhere. Pretty
1: actually cool. saw more of him than any other offensive player other than Mahomes. Really, yeah. when you think about it, like everyone was quiet. Tyre Hill had a couple drops, and it was really surprising to see. It felt like the wide receivers also actually let down Mahomes because it was just Mahomes out there on offense. He was doing it all himself. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's uh, – you guys want to touch any more on the Super Bowl before we move on or do we want to move on?
1: Uh, Solid halftime show.
0: Solid. I thought it was a really good halftime show. For, for what he was
2: able to work with, yeah, I, I do too. That's a good point. You know, yeah, he – Canadian guy showing out for the world
1: other than last years
0: uh, well, uh, it's, toughy. it's tough it's tough <laughs> nothing to do with the music last years for me I, I don't
1: like st- in terms of visually and stuff really
0: no I,
2: I don't see where the seven million dollars went to <laughs> for like his own seven million dollars
1: yeah, that's what I mean because I've, I've looked at like past years even uh, Katie Perry's uh, Katie Perry's had so many effects on the field and a big like Tiger or whatever they had Lion or whatever they had on the field and uh like that looked like it could have been a million dollars itself it, it and all that for song. and I just I didn't really notice this one to be seven million dollars better than any one that we've seen in the past few years.
2: No, me neither. Also, this Super Bowl, like I don't know what it what it could have been, but the viewership
0: was down fifteen percent. Really, eh? Yeah. Surprises me. Considering the matchup, considering yeah. a lot of people don't have other stuff to do at the moment. That really surprises me.
1: It, it is, yeah, it is, it is one of the best matchups you could have asked for. Baby goat versus goat. Goat. And you said that. As much as it's over talked about, it, it just. To be down 50. I would have said this one would have been up from last year's.
2: It for says sure. that there were 96.4 million multi platform viewers, which is 15%
0: less. I was I was surprised when I saw it yeah, too. I mean, last year, no disrespect to the Niners, but I, I don't think too many people were watching that game for the Niners. Um,
1: Again, San Francisco does have a huge following.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's, oh. That very much surprised me. Apparently, though,
2: this is see, this is this is funny. The game was the most streamed game ever, but the viewership was. Wow. Okay.
0: That's that illegal stream.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. It's gotta <laughs> well, be. Why
0: do you illegally stream it?
2: Like, it's
1: it's not like a UFC fight where you're pay per view searching for. Yeah, you know, it, just watching. Oh, that's 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 a <laughs> one.
2: Or maybe they're talking about like the zone and all that stuff. I'm not sure.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: Maybe. I'm not really sure how it's how it's all classified. But yeah, it's just crazy to think.
0: Speaking of UFC, there's a lot of really good fights coming up. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that on a coming up episode because I'm excited about that. Uh, something you guys are excited about? You guys got paid. Aaron Rodgers, yes, MVP. I'm just gonna let one of you guys take over here. I mean,
2: hey, back in September, Ben and I were just looking to take a shot on someone, and Ben being a Packers fan, I guess that, that might have swayed him a little bit. And the odds. I remember be-
1: you told me the odds.
2: Yeah, one to twenty nine for Aaron Rodgers. Very tasty.
1: And I was like, and there's no other quarterback with that. Any odds like that, that actually not ha- a chance?
2: To- yeah, exactly. Oh, so, uh, don't we just? And and we like we said, <laughs> like we said, like we said at the start, it, was, it wasn't a bet. It was <laughs> happening. Uh, genius. Yeah, it
0: was, it was a calculated risk. I applaud you guys. I applaud you guys because I, certainly, was very. I wasn't a lot of like very much against it, but I definitely wouldn't have done it myself. Uh, that's one of the awards. There's
1: definitely other favorites. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so you would have thought Mahomes. Uh, I don't know about Josh. People thought Josh Allen was gonna have the year he had, but Kyler Murray was talked about.
2: Sean Watson. I don't know. Well, I, I remember you look, now but if you look at the MVP race like I say race but like from the start of the season it's it's Wilson. not really yeah exactly it was Russell Wilson for about half the season maybe a little less Mahomes. than that then it was Mahomes and then Rodgers in those last few weeks just kept turning on the jets like he might have known we had money on him so <laughs>
0: appreciate maybe. it Um, So Rodgers Win the MVP The award that I couldn't That disagreed with Was TJ Watt losing to Aaron Donald And the Defensive player of the year I really Thought TJ Watt Was going to take it Listen I know Aaron Donald the bigger name He had an incredible year Don't doubt that at all But TJ Watt led the league in sacks He had a better record than, uh, than Aaron Donald did when, okay, sorry to
2: cut you off, but go ahead, go ahead. when I, when I tell you this, so just, just listen of all of the main defensive stats that you can think of TJ Watt led in all, but one, which was forced fumbles, he led in tackles, sacks, tackles for loss, pressures, QB hits, pass defenses, which uh, makes a little more sense because of his position and interceptions obviously but like those first main five like it's it's just mind-boggling it's, it wasn't like he didn't lead them by a lot especially when
1: Arnold is a guy who's won it before mm-hmm. and you know, normally the argument normally favors the guy who hasn't won one and uh, TJ Watt did everything he done to win that award uh, it, if you want to make it if you want to make it out to be a close call between Donald and Watt feel like normally they, and, and what like you said led in most categories he's the guy who didn't hasn't won one before so I really thought that uh, should have went to Watt instead but Donald is also a great player so I can understand why he won another one, but I, I agree with you. What should probably have gone this one.
0: Hashtag they robbed TJ. Get it trending, guys. Um, At least,
2: though, there's
0: one good thing. At least, though, there was only one award where someone got robbed. Yeah, I mean, the Jefferson Herbert one was very, very close, and Justin Jefferson's going to be a really good player in this league, and so is Justin Herbert. It was a really close one there, and then... You can talk about the other ones, but uh, another award was the Walton, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Russell Wilson won it, and Russell Wilson has been in the news recently for something he said about, well, he's getting sacked a lot. He's tired of running, and Ben, you saw this headline and you thought.
1: Uh, this is the most surprising.
0: I think this is the most surprising
1: headline. Uh, Of the off, well, I mean, offseason just started, but with all the headlines that have come out uh, in the playoffs and everything, this one might be the most surprising because Russell Wilson doesn't seem like the guy to really voice his, uh, uh, just his unhappiness with the team and the franchise. Uh, And I I didn't really see him coming because. I would have said Seahawks had a better team this year than they did in the past few years, and it looked like they're kind of moving in the right direction. Defense got better as the season went on. I didn't think the O-line was as bad as years past, but, um, I mean, Wilson would know more about that than I would, and if (laughs) he's complaining about it, then uh, being one of the most humble guys in the league and um, the best players in the league, if he's saying he's getting sacked too much, he's getting sacked too much. So, how? Well,
2: most core definitely because, too much. because if you watch, like, clips of him when he's playing and stuff, he's always that guy that's like, it's all right, it's all right, we'll, like, we'll get better, this sort of thing. Like, he's always super, super positive and, like, oh and, and super encouraging to his teammates. So when you see something like this that comes out where he's actually voicing his opinion, saying, like, Okay, enough is enough. Like that's when you know it's 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 serious.
1: And and a lot of teams are calling about him too. Uh to see if there's potential for a trade there. And I just couldn't imagine him and trade to another team. I know for other quarterbacks we've talked about other locations, so like I don't even want to go into that. There's no way Russell Wilson goes to another team, right?
0: Zero percent chance. Zero. And it's funny, as soon as I saw this headline get get, uh, get out there, I saw a picture of Russell Wilson in a Dolphins uniform. as an edit. It's like, oh, can uh, we chill? Like, any any player that news
2: comes out about it, everyone has a Photoshop of him in the jersey. Look the Dolphins. Every quarterback is one of the Dolphins, apparently. like yeah. They're going to have a lot of quarterbacks next year. <laughs> I,
1: I, they're trading for all the guys at this. Sounds like they're going to.
2: I don't know how they get all these guys. They're going to run a fucking... 11 man QB personnel. Like, Deshaun
1: Watson and Russell Wilson on the field at the same time.
0: We'll, we'll still back
1: and forth to each other, scrambling, and then to exactly. launch
0: downfield. What is this, the New Orleans Saints? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hill, Hill. Winston. Um, big headline this morning. We were talking about headlines. Big headline this morning. We were recording this on Friday, and Friday morning, J.J. Watt gets released, releases a video on um, Twitter explaining the whole situation, saying he and management spoke, he wanted out, and they granted that. It was all mutual. Um, People thought he was going to get traded, ends up getting released. Some teams are interested. Pittsburgh, obviously his brother plays there. Cleveland, they're trying to win. Buffalo, same. And he grew up like in the Green Bay Packers, man. Oh, um,
1: I don't want to get my hopes up too much for something like this because the Packers aren't the team to add J.J. Watt uh, that big a name onto their roster. They never have been, or else they would have went and got a great receiver for Rodgers in the past few years. Uh, it's something I, I, I would just love to see him on Green Bay. He's been one of my favorite players, and a lot of people's favorite players in the league. And even though he he's not the uh, well, he when he was in his prime, he was contending for MVPs. Now, as even though he's taken a step back, he's still a dominant force and can add some run defense and uh, a good number of sacks to whatever team he goes
2: to. I think, I think it'd be pretty cool to see him go play with his brother. That'd be pretty cool. Uh,
0: Others. We cannot allow that. TJ Watt. JJ <laughs> J. Watt. Bud Dupree. I mean, fill in the blank.
1: Uh, Bud Dupree is a free agent this year, okay. though. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think Bud Dupree... If you get JJ Watt, I don't see how they get Bud Dupree as well.
0: I'd probably rather have Dupree, honestly, at the moment. Um... Uh, it's, that's
2: a tough. It's a tough yeah. call.
1: That's a good conversation to have. That's a tough one. Bud Dupree is very. It's still feels like he's in the back end of his prime, maybe. But and uh, what's the other Watt Watt brother's name on Pittsburgh? The fullback, Eric, Eric Watt. Is it Eric Watt? That's, Eric doesn't I, seem to. I don't know. Match up with JJ and TJ. It should be DJ.
0: Can we pick a, EJ? Can we, can we EJ? EJ? EJ, yeah. <laughs> uh, they lost. Know, that would be. They lost a pretty important player, Marquise Pouncey, retiring along with so was his brother Mike. Um, and there was a shot at the end of what turns out to be Marquise Pouncey's career, where he and Ben Roethlisberger are on the bench after they got eliminated by Cleveland, correct? Yeah. Okay, they're Cleveland. And there's a video of him and Roethlisberger sitting on the bench and just sort of looking at the field. Just looking at what was. And I forget who said to who, but I believe it was Pouncey who said to Roethlisberger, I want to get this right.
2: Let let me stop you right there. I'm pretty sure this was Big Ben speaking to. Me. Okay, yeah, if if I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it was. Well, can you fill it in because I don't want to get it wrong. The whole like apology. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so
2: Big Ben was apologizing because he wanted to get this one for Pouncy. Maybe maybe he had prior knowledge that he was going to be done after this year.
0: But yeah. That's what it was. It really just... You got to look forward and say, where do the Steelers go from here? Like, do they keep a guy like Juju who has really turned into an enemy? I mean, from a... It depends who you are. If you're on TikTok a lot, you probably aren't looking at it that way. But if you're looking from the football's perspective, a lot of people don't like Juju. And honestly, Chase, Chase Claypool's Canadian, but I really am teeter-tottering like oh do I like this guy he's doing a lot of talking he had a good run this year but had a slow uh, had a slow finish to the year and was still doing a lot of talking so I don't know we'll we'll have to see about Claypool in the future even though he's Canadian I'm still sort of not sure where I am as far as liking him Uh, Ben you want to add anything to the Pouncey brothers uh, calling it quits
1: Just, they're both the best uh, offensive linemen. Nine, 10 year careers. And Pouncy, I was about to say, with Pouncy being on the 2010 decade team, with Marquise Pouncy being on the 2010 decade team, is Mike also being a great player. So, uh, two of the best old linemen we've we've got to see play in the last 10 years. Are, they'll 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 be missed greatly, especially by the Steelers fans. I'm sure.
0: All right. Well, any more uh, football talk? You guys want to get to, or do you want to move on? Uh, we covered. Uh,
2: yeah, I think we covered. it. One thing I was just gonna add briefly when you're talking about Juju is that, uh, like, if if you guys don't see him going to Pittsburgh again, which I I honestly don't even know what to think about this. Where would you guys see him going? I know that the Raiders have very interested in trying to sign him this
0: year, but I just want to kind of know where you guys are standing on that. Yeah, and and the Raiders.
1: Raiders are interested?
0: Yeah, the Raiders. They partnered with Tyrell Williams uh, recently. Guy got got injured every every year. But
2: for Juju, like, obviously that Steelers offense passed the majority of the time. Um, but he didn't have a terrible year. He had 97 receptions for 830 yards and 9 touchdowns. Not a terrible year. But I don't know if... And honestly, he's 24 now? Or Yeah, he's still 24. Are you sure he's not 16? Yeah, he acts like it. Definitely acts like it. But uh, I don't know. Where, where do you guys think that he would be a good fit? If he... Play if he actually plays like a football player not a TikTok star? I don't
1: know. I I, I just – teams definitely don't pick him up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like – but it's also – I feel like the personality he can bring to a locker room could be really negative. (laughs) I mean, that shows with all the heat that he's getting now from real football fans. Yeah. I guess that's a shot to anyone who likes his TikToks. Um. So uh, nobody. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's some Steelers. I, I mean, up.
2: Claypool might be the only guy. Claypool, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, I'd love to see a player of his caliber on Green Bay, but I don't want to see him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Well, uh, the only reason—the only know. reason I brought this up—because when I saw, uh, I saw on Twitter the headline of—it's not really a headline. But about how the Raiders were very interested, I was thinking, like, I don't even, like, I don't care where he goes. I don't care what he does. Because this past year, just, like, I kind of hate him now. Sort of deal. I, I think he's a,
1: also, he's a wide receiver too. Hmm. Not a number one guy on any team in the league, I don't think. No. Um. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think before uh, the last four when he was with A.B., you were thinking that maybe this guy's another 1-E maybe guy, but not anymore.
0: Let's just hope he doesn't go to Cleveland so we don't see him and Baker and Odell making TikToks in the middle of playoffs.
1: And Harvest would be in there too. That team...
0: No, that. I mean, obviously it wouldn't happen Divisionally, but uh, oh. Yeah, I think a lot of people got turned off from, Off of him this year um, We want to get to The question we have We got one this weekend for you, Ben We mentioned it earlier Your soccer takes are spicy <laughs> Alright uh, We got a question from Carlo on Instagram now, we got a few questions, but I'm not going to ask. Carlo, you're listening, so you know which question I'm not going to ask. Okay, I'm just going to leave that there. But, Ben, who is your favorite soccer player and why? Oh, buddy.
1: Is there, is there another answer here? It's obviously Cristiano or Ronaldo. Who um, plays four? Juve now. I know, I know this. I actually do have a favorite no, no. player. I, I know I know You're not. Know. Um, first since I uh, I became a Real Madrid fan, <laughs> a day in grade eight, picked him out of a hat, just been so loyal. And... You uh, never as look soon back. As, uh, as soon as they got rid of Ronaldo, I said, screw them, and I followed Ronaldo to Juve. So, uh... Uh, I mean, he's just the goat. Uh, I, I like. I don't oh. care about that messy guy. I don't think he's anything special. We'll see how he turns
2: out, though. And uh,
1: really, like,
2: I'm sure that statement might so. rattle some people. Maybe. Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, i don't know. That the best. Uh, there's no other argument. And. Viz winning everything this year. Euros, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> they... <or>
0: whatever. <laughs> Went over the flop episode.
1: Oh no, I, I know, I know. I'm just joking. Whatever. Champions League. He's uh, he's on going in Champions League. But <laughs> what's the thing for like, MVP or whatever it is? Golden boot? Is it golden? Yeah, boot? yeah. And yeah, see, I, I'm telling you, I know everything. And, Sure. Ronaldos back here again, twenty twenty one. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well there you go, Carlo. I hope you're uh, satisfied with the answer you got. I think he will be because I know you're a UV fan. Um let's get some hockey. We talked about this uh on Sunday between the the four or five of us that were there, a bit more than that, but We were talking about hockey. We were talking about how exciting it's been this year watching the All-Canadian division. And, look, the the Florida Panthers might have some nice players, but watching Florida (laughs) versus They got some, guys. Watching Florida (laughs) versus Edmonton isn't the same as watching Florida versus Toronto or Montreal or Ottawa every single night. It's been so much fun to watch. And the Oilers have obviously two studs and for the first time a few a few nights ago the oilers won their first game since 2017 in which mcdavid and dry did not record a point now that's kind of unbelievable when you've been following the oilers and you look at okay they've made some offensive um adjustments and you look at their blue line they're not keeping the puck out of the not that much, although, although their defensemen are scoring some points. Um, I have Nurse in fantasy, I'm very aware. Brady has Tyson Berry in fantasy, he's very aware. So you guys look at the Oilers and Brady, you look at the type of team they have right now. That's, a, that's quite the stat that they haven't won a game since 2017 in which McDavid and Seidel haven't not scored, had scored a point. It's
2: pretty crazy to
0: think because like
2: when I look at the Oilers, I'm like Okay, they they obviously run through those guys, but I didn't know it was to that extent where they couldn't win a game Unless they had a point That's just mind-boggling It really is I Wanted to just touch on one thing before before Or say something Ben Eight of the top ten goal scorers in the league right now are all in the Canadian division. Oh. Uh, it's just a division of goals, I guess. Eight well, out I, of the I think top it speaks it
1: speaks to how exciting the
2: division has been. Mm-hmm. And
1: maybe Ottawa not that much, sorry. Anthony's not even here to defend that statement, but uh, nothing to defend. Uh, I guess not really. Uh, specifically, I'd say that Well, even Vancouver's been exciting enough with Brock Besser. I'm, I, I think Brock Besser might be in the top 10,
2: eh? He is number two, actually, with 10, right behind Matthews. Oh, oh, oh. So, there's exciting players on
1: both Canadian teams, uh, except for Ottawa, and, uh, well, even <laughs> Timmy Stutz. Uh, I guess Timmy Stutz has been a little bit more exciting this year than... um, But the other teams... Every team is so exciting to watch, and every matchup is so good, and we can't speak enough on how much, uh, how watchable each game is. But I think the Oilers score, uh, winning their first game since 2017, without uh, McDavid or Dreissel scoring a point, that speaks to guys who are starting to step up. And the is started to step up, and Yamamoto looked good this season. Nugent Hopkins has been pretty good Uh, so there's some other and like you guys said first has been awesome and so has Tyson Berry so we're starting to get some other players who are actually contributing that's really good to see on Oilers because for them to make a jump and become a contender which you really hope they do with a level of talent in McDavid and Drysdale they need these guys like Boulevard and Yamamoto and guys I mentioned to step up in order to make that jump
2: exactly because I, I the way I see it is I think most people maybe maybe most Canadians want to see McDavid win a championship absolutely so
1: but I doubt other uh, hey I, I mean I'm a Redwoods fan but because <laughs> of our our let's put it, troubles um, Too many many
2: No, I mean.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You don't have to defend that statement. I know. Um, I, I one of the teams I really want to see do well are the Oilers, and um, biggest part of that is McDavid.
0: Certainly, he is. Um, some more news from the NHL. Miku Koivu calling it a career certainly a long and illustrious career for him um, Patrick Line. didn't take f- very long for him to get in towards his uh, doghouse did it then?
1: Oh, okay. well, maybe life in Winnipeg wasn't that bad after all uh, I sure Line a might be rethinking some things now because uh, well then again he he has been pretty hot uh since the switching teams but being under Tortorella is a completely different monster you know you're, uh all you saw with Dubois and Lining is the kind of player that will be on his on Tortorella's radar with all his lack of defensive effort and forechecking so uh, I wonder how Whitey thinks of this whole situation, and maybe, well, the benching has uh, speaks to it pretty clearly.
2: Well, I think we're now seeing that it wasn't just in Winnipeg; like it, it's been him, just a mouthpiece, yeah. from what I've heard, which is which is what got him being benched in uh, in one of their last games, so. I don't know. I think he's just got to fix his attitude or something. Like I, I don't even know what, what to say about it. You'd think I mean, as, a, as a grown man in one Tortorello of the just leagues. Yeah. To Torrello
1: def- will be the guy to try to
2: break that down, though, to break down that attitude. If there's anyone that's going to do it, it's definitely Tortorella. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you drink water improperly around Tortorella, you're going to get yelled at. Yeah.
1: At least it's not... Uh... Lou Amarillo and his hatred of beards.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You see that in baseball too, like Yankees. The Yankees can't, none of them have beards, they can't have beards. It's an interesting thing. <laughs> That's, I uh, It's an
1: uh, abuse of power, is what it is, really. in the
0: yeah. 1950s, like, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, jeez.
0: Oh, um, Austin Matthews, a huge Austin Matthews fan, and Brady, he's been hot this year, last nine games, he has ten goals, two assists, does he win the Rocket this year, that's a serious discussion we're having, Brady. I mean, if he keeps, okay, if he keeps something like this up, he's most definitely winning it, but
2: even if he does close to half of what he's doing right now, because ten goals in nine game in his last nine games is pretty ridiculous. League-leading 11. Um, I, I think it's definitely a, a very... I think he might be the favorite for it at the moment. Well, he definitely is at the moment, but even just for the whole uh, the whole season. Because last year, he was almost there too. Just got edged out by Ov towards the end. And yeah. the craziest part is that he could potentially still only get better. Which is a good sign for Leafs fans.
1: This is also the first year that Ovi, oh, I mean, Ovi still played okay, but he's also missed a ton of games due to COVID. Well, COVID protocol, I, I'm not sure if he actually had COVID, but um, this is the first year that Ovi really hasn't been in the race yet. Yep. And that might change as it goes on a little bit, but it has opened the door to someone new the award and it it really looks like this is Matthew's chance to get his first and it could be the first of many
2: the guy's only 23 years old
0: that's crazy (laughs) yeah and he's done it every year like he came into league firing
1: oh he scored what four goals it it all
0: started with that four goal game against Ottawa (laughs) yeah it did
2: they lost that game yeah they did yeah yeah Um, he hasn't had a season under 34 goals that's man he had 47 last year in 70 games in a season that was cut short so
1: he probably would have hit 50
2: Def- I think he definitely would have hit 50 maybe could have pushed maybe could have pushed like 55-ish possibly Personally,
1: you never know due to that COVID shortened season. That would have been a, a great storyline to see Matthews get his first fifty goal season.
0: Oh, COVID! What have you done to us? Um, <laughs> Ben, you like the play of a guy like David Pasternak this year?
1: Oh, Uh yo. Expect someone coming off of a pretty serious injury to just ease his way back into it. Pasternak has come out firing, and he's the same guy that we saw last year. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pull up the stats in a second here, but uh, I believe the Bruins are four and zero since he's returned. They got their power line back together, and
2: they've won their last five. I'm not quite sure when he returned.
1: I believe it was four games ago. And uh, the, here's another guy that would, could be in the the discussion for the Rocket Richard at the end of the year if you can make up some ground. Being a little difficult, but uh, or, or sorry, you're right. He has been there for the the five game win streak, and in those five games, he has five goals, three assists for eight points and uh, three power play points too so he's he's a crucial part to their power play and uh, he's already rocking up the goal totals. so other young talent it's really good to see that he's come back and the same player that he was last season
0: yeah when you get those three guys going him bergeron and it's sh- it shows you why boston's that team every single year
2: they're, they're one of those
0: lines where i look at it
2: like every time i check to see a goal in the boston game i'm ex- i'm fully expecting to see it from at least one of those guys or even just an assist like those that that line's pretty pretty darn good
1: and uh just to go off what you said christian I feel like people sort of had the Bruins having a down this year this year. because of losses like Tory Krug, and even though the Char is so late in his career, still a, a very, um, he was their captain and a very uh, player that got people playing behind him it felt like there's a, a few holes in their roster and their depth wasn't as good as it's been on their, their Stanley Cup runs. And but It's just the, the strength of that first line alone is good enough to uh, get you in the top of every division and even the, one of the best in hockey.
0: any uh, more hockey you guys want to touch on before we go on to a bit of uh, basketball I, I think that's pretty much it for,
2: for the NHL right now not a whole lot going on but it's certainly been very very exciting I mean uh, speaking for myself I, I think you said the same thing I've been watching a lot more hockey than basketball this year like a lot more
0: it's been more entertaining yeah I've basically been watching the Raptors and that's it and then when it comes to hockey I've been watching every team really all the Canadian teams as far as as far as just the Canadian teams I've been watching I haven't watched any of the American really but it's been very exciting to watch the the Canadian teams let's get some basketball some hoops um the Nets are a tire fire Look, they're going to win games because they're star-studded, but they're also going to lose games. And then it's going to be a whole story on ESPN the next day. Oh, they lost the game. They're not undefeated. What's going on? Well, Kyrie Irving's a bit uh, unhappy with how... And I'm on the same page for one thing with Kyrie Irving. Just one thing. And that is that the way that the Durant situation was handled, where he... Was held out of the game against the Raptors and then was allowed to play and then was pulled out of the game again. Uh, was mishandled very, like, very poorly by the NBA. Um, And then just other things that uh, Kyrie Irving has said, Ben, you know what? Oh,
1: here, let, let me go here. Yeah,
0: I'll let you go. I have been very. You have a strong opinion I, against Kyrie. You.
1: I, I I just hear Irvin talks a lot. And uh, well, his most recent comment after losing a game to the Pistons, which I know we say they'll, they'll lose their games and they'll win their games. Well, they're going to win games because of the players they have on that team. They should not be losing a game to the Pistons. There's no reason. There's no excuse. I don't care if Durant didn't play. I don't care. There is no reason for you to lose a game for the Pistons. Uh, But Kyrie goes on Complaining about Taking Durant out of a game uh, And that the team has had so many issues With referees And uh, they're the team battling Against so many odds How are you the team that's battling Against so many odds if you go out and pick up James Harden You know who's battling against a lot of odds Are the Pistons And they beat you Pistons have nobody on that roster like a bunch of young guys, they—they they should finish bottom three team in the league. They're the team that's rallying the odds. They're also the Nets have.
2: They're also a team that
1: MVP caliber players.
2: The Pistons are also a team that are giant slayers this year. Apparently, they've beaten the Nets, the Celtics, the Lakers, the 76ers, the Heat. All of their wins are against teams that like you definitely wouldn't expect them to win against. I don't know what it is. I
1: just I can't stand Kyrie complaining about this stuff. Dealing with the referees, like, you know, amount of throw calls that have been called for James Harden over the years, and a lot of teams have, as Raptors fans, we've seen dealing with the referees firsthand. And if Raptors have gone short and sick, like, I, I don't want to hear it from Kyrie complaining about all this stuff when you got they've just added and added and added and I, I feel like they're not done they don't want to bring in a lot piece. peace I, I don't want to hear the complaining like it's just it sounds so weak and for a team that has probably the best talent in the league just stop it, making excuses beat the Pistons
2: it's really getting annoying at this point like just trying to find ways to justify why they're losing out of out of anything. When it, like I don't know.
1: Yeah, he's just they're just pulling stuff out of anywhere. Like um, and COVID taking Durant out of a game in which he shouldn't have played at all. Like taking Durant out, he shouldn't Durant shouldn't have been in that game in the first place. The fact that he played at all, you should have been happy. Oh, I don't know, I just I, I I get I get that the NBA handled the Durant situation wrong, but I just don't wanna hear it from Kyrie anymore about all this stuff. Well,
0: all right, let's talk about a trade that happened that's the uh, former MVP Derrick Rose going back to the Knicks. No, I saw an edit on I talked about the edits earlier with Russell Wilson I saw an edit of Derrick Rose edited into a Knicks jersey I'm like well he played for the Knicks before so I don't know why people are editing him into a Knicks jersey but he goes back (laughs) to New York for Dennis Smith Jr. who I don't know maybe finally discovers something in Detroit and then a second round pick Uh, Brady your overall thoughts on what Derrick Rose can bring to a Knicks team that I mean they're making a push now Leadership
2: that's one that's probably the biggest thing. Um I mean, like he's still he's still a pretty skilled player. So I think he's uh I'm not sure what their starting lineup looks like. Um, but whether he's he's starting at point guard or if he's coming off the bench as a point guard. I think he'll he'll slot into a pretty decent role with a team that uh, has been rolling that a lot of people didn't think would uh, would start rolling. And
1: he reunites with uh, Tom Thibodeau, and then who, who really made him look pretty good in uh, Minnesota with his short tenure there. And I revived his career there. So uh, familiarity there that helped uh, Rose's transition to a new team again. <laughs> and uh, Knicks don't give up a hell of a lot for a player that will to make the playoffs this year and Dennis Smith Jr. I, you
2: know, I mean I mean the guy wanted to play in the G League bubble him
1: at this point yeah which is not a very good sign if you want to go to the G League after this many years
0: um, he is coming off the bench Jekos uh, your boy Alfred Payton with the triple double himself Oh, that's that stretch he had, man. Didn't he have like back to back triple doubles, like three in a row? It was it was like he had like four in a row, I think. This is two or three years ago now. I, I think to- it was two.
2: He had five. Uh, five triple doubles in I- a row.
1: It's hard to believe. I still feel like, I guess Derek Rose brings some scoring off the bench, but I still feel like you should be starting over Alfred Payton. Maybe it's for that exact reason, to give that bench the a good six-man.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. They beat the uh, Wizards today, who the Wizards are, I mean, it's a joke. So I turn on the game the other night against the Raptors and I see Alex Len starting from them for them. Alex Len just got cut by the Raptors because he wasn't good enough to like to play. And he's starting for them. And then they're back up there there's Robin Lopez, who so if you want to see a meme, just Google Robin Lopez. Uh,
1: I didn't even know he was on the Wizards at this point.
2: Not sure if it really
1: matters. I just. <laughs> Or Bradley Beal, yeah, said uh, poor Bradley breathe, breathe Beal. That. Apparently, he doesn't want to get Russell through. Wilson. Or Russell Wilson,
0: which is crazy. Uh, they need Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, they might. Russell Wilson goes from Seattle to uh, the Washington.
0: He'd be a three-sport athlete.
1: That's right. He was uh, at spring training the with the Yankees, Yankees, Yankees a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know why Bradley Beal doesn't want to get traded at this point. What are you what are you waiting around for? You're not winning here. They're not building anything around you. It's not going to happen. Russell Westbrook should I don't even know what to think about Russell Westbrook anymore. He's just not efficient enough to be on a winning basketball team. So the team's not why not get out of there while you still can? You're able to contribute a lot to a uh, contending team.
0: Yeah, I really don't understand it. Um, do you understand this? Dream green? If you didn't see it, look <laughs> it up. Dream one green with, uh, with five seconds left on the clock. Just toss it up <laughs> at three. Look, it's not like you have Steph Curry on your team or anything. Ties, <laughs> toss up a three to try to tie the game. Um, from like half court. They have time left on the clock, too. Yeah, I mean, Draymond, what are you doing, man? Come on.
1: It's the most Draymond thing to do. Uh, apparently, he was trying to draw a foul. I mean, are you really. Because they thought that the other team would foul him right away. If it was Curry doing that, I'll forgive Curry. I mean, he could probably make. He can make a shot from the logo. If they see Draymond Green pulling up from the logo, first they're going to back up and not foul him. It's just...
2: I'd let Draymond take a fucking, a mid-range shot. Like, uh, <laughs> the guy... Uh, <laughs> he's, not, he's not a player you should be worried about.
1: Uh, I, I could not believe that. that was one of the most funny uh, misplays. I've seen it in a while. Cause that Draymond he, he really gets, uh, it's a lot of hate for these, this stuff, but kind of rightfully. So there, there's too many times.
2: He always runs his mouth a lot. So when something like this happens to him, he never hears the end of it. Oh, which I, I'm all here for
0: me too. I like- <laughs> I want to comment on the Raptors real quick. Back in the playoffs. Slow start. Don't worry about it. Um, Pascal is found his form. Kyle's still Kyle. Fred's averaging 20. Chris Boucher has picked it back up after slowing down a little bit. They still only a center. It's basically all I got for now. They're, they're, they'll finish 5-6 seeder on there. I think they're better than... Than a, few, than a few teams in the East that are currently up there, uh, except for when they play Peyton Pritchard in the Boston Celtics. Yeah, the, the military recruit. <laughs> Man, this guy, I think that! averaging like 23 points against the Raptors in his two games. I just can't, like, understand. Every time this guy shoots the ball, most people listening or that watch football probably don't even know who Peyton Pritchard is.
1: I'm on this podcast, I don't know who Pain
2: <laughs> Christian. He's like the he's like the Jeremy
0: Lamb. He every time. So, yeah, I, I got a list. So, Jeremy Lamb, I get, James Ennis, just these guys who when they see the Raptors they just go off. And then there's guys on the other side. Nikola Vucevic. Whenever he sees the Raptors, he just falls apart. I don't believe Nikola Vucevic is a good player because every time I watch him play, he puts up like ten points.
2: So, so you think Peyton Pritchard's a, a really good player then?
0: Yo, if I just watch the Raptors <laughs> game, I think Peyton Pritchard's starting in the All-Star game.
1: Like...
2: <laughs> I can't handle it, man. Speaking speaking of the All-Star game, yes. me, I mean, I'm pretty sure... Well, speaking of the Raptors first, Fred VanVleet in the top 10 for East Guards. Pretty solid. Um... But I think Alex Caruso is okay.
0: Can I say something real quick? I know, I know, I know exactly where you're gonna go. Can we talk? Take away fan voting. This is this is the dumbest thing? This is the dumbest yeah, thing in the world. We it should. should be media and coaches. These people voting for Caruso and tackle fall and pick your NBA player who clearly isn't an All Star and it's just a joke. Can we get a? get rid of the fan voting it's terrible i'm a fan and i don't want to see this
1: it's funny to see it once but then like year after year you're like okay i mean now they're just turning it into a joke it's a joke every year it's kind of the same thing you know with hockey and the john scott incident well it's exactly the same john scott actually got into an all-star game
2: um Didn't, didn't he score in it too one MVP. oh yeah you're right you're right yeah you're right that's true have
1: a fight with
2: um I think like if the NBA were to stick with fan voting they should at least just give like a pool of players that can only be picked from yeah you shouldn't be able to scroll down to uh, I don't even know half these people like <laughs> I don't know Kyle Guy. I know Kyle Guy, but you shouldn't <laughs> be able to vote any any people.
1: Payne Pritchard. Well, maybe Payne Pritchard if I think he's good enough against the Raptors to get him into
2: to.
0: Well, support again. the military, so.
1: Are you voting him in?
2: I mean, he is averaging eight points. I guess. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> That's almost. A he's almost catching Alfred Payton. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> we'll have no to, but the fan fan voting is very. yeah and we'll have to actually talk about this on a maybe a next episode here uh, who we Adam sponsor. Silver if you're listening yeah, yeah Adam if Silver you if you're listening bud first of all appreciate it make sure you subscribe um <laughs> sponsor sponsorship <laughs> we'll take any sponsorship not just Adam Silver but um Adam if you're if you're listening bud if you're listening get rid of fan voting and uh, just media and even players take a bit of a joke out of it I think they vote for their like G League buddy sometimes like guys on like two ways (laughs) Dennis
2: Smith Jr. in the all-star game (laughs)
0: Alright, anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap it up today? Do
1: you want to talk about the Lowry rumor?
0: So, a few days ago, Police Report tweets out, or I believe they didn't tweet it out, but it got out there, that there was a rumor that Kyle Lowry is possibly getting traded to the Raptors front office looking at trading Kyle Lowry. I'm gonna drop some knowledge here. This isn't my opinion, this is fact. The Toronto Raptors do not have what we call scoop guys in their room. These like interns or low-paid guys who text Shams or Woj and say hey, the Raptors might trade X-player. The Kawhi thing was hidden. The Gasol thing was hidden. All these things, the Raptors don't have these guys, these internal sources that it's all, it's a well well, it's the best franchise in sports, and I'm not gonna. I have no. Uh, I'm not even gonna talk about that because it is. It's the most well-run organization, and that's from MLSC and Masai Ujiri all the way down. Now, I still do believe that it is uh true that the Raptors are certainly having discussions with Kyle. That look, if you think you have a better chance of winning the championship with the Clippers. We could trade you, although Brady. I think the team is doing very well, and I don't think Kyle's gonna get want to get traded if they're actually gonna make the playoffs. No, I agree. And like, I'm I'm in a position where like, I I'm not quite sure if
2: I want to take a position on this, and then have it go the complete opposite because, like you said, if he if he wants to go somewhere, where he Believes he can win another championship or something like that, then I could definitely see them granting that. And then, again, also what you said, the team's kind of been rolling now. Uh, players are stepping up. I, I could see the the scenario where he stays, sees how uh, how far they can go.
1: He's the best Raptor in Raptor's history. Uh, I think he likes being of the face of like I think he's embraced being such a big part of Toronto's franchise history so I don't in my opinion I wouldn't say that he he's the guy to really jump ship really quickly don't um, think either of you feel the same way if he if he does feel like um, maybe I just want to chase another ring again. Go and see my buddy Ibaka, Kawhi. I don't know what the relationship is still, but um, not, you know. if he wants to, he's going to, and uh, I, I don't see it happening.
0: I just it'd be really interesting to see if he gets traded to the Clippers, and it's a lineup of Kyle Lowry. Lou Williams, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Patrick Patterson, and third Ibaka. <laughs> <Like, laughs> this is the Raptors yeah. version two.
1: Yeah. Uh, Paul George and Patrick Beverly as a couple of guys to fill up their roster there.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. If he wants to get traded, I want Kyle to... Whatever Kyle wants, I want to happen. That's my stance on this. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we all good for this week. Yeah, that's Have a good way to start. wrap it up. Thank you for listening, wrap. everybody. Uh, subscribe to us if you are not already. Whatever you're listening to this on, also at Bench Talk Podcast on Instagram. Interact with. us. Tell us your opinion on any take we had today. We want to hear your opinions just as much as we want to say our own so that's what we got going on here we uh hope to have the full cast back next week where we're going to be talking i'm sure some hockey some nba we'll see where we go from football with football from here but uh from the whole bench mob thank you for listening to this episode of the bench talk podcast